am Serenity Fisher. And I am Robin O'Neill Kissel. We're the creators of Vortex of the Great Unknown at Cincinnati Fringe Festival 2013. And you are listening to Musical World. Welcome, visitor. Welcome to Dimension 317, Division of the Zoetropic Galaxy. While solar quakes foretell the coming vortex, we prepare. Our dimension is not like yours. Masses suffer from dimnesia, a condition that suppresses a once vibrant society into joyless dystopia. Beware the void. It seeks suppression. The setting of our story is the Fifth Taste Research Laboratory, where scientists and sensory synesthetes are immersed in musical, colorful, flavorful research to resensitize the unaware. This mission is urgent. The vortex of the great unknown approaches with ever-increasing intensity, threatening to consume us all. Come see Vortex of the Great Unknown at Cincinnati Fringe Festival. Fiery vortex, singing flavors, dim folk, lots of kissing. Written by previous Fringe award-winning playwright duo Serenity Fisher and Robin O'Neill Kissel. Directed by Sarah Clark. Starring Tori Wiggins, Dashiell Waterbury, Serenity Fisher, Whitney Argadine, featuring Jeff Burkle as Sid Field. Check www.cincyfringe.com for show logistics and to purchase tickets. Let's see. Good afternoon. Uh, Robin and Serenity and Dave on the line. Dave's not in the studio with me. Hi, guys. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Uh, just identify yourself, Robin Serenity, and uh, everybody knows who Dave is, but identify yourself by, by voice so they can recognize who you are. I am Serenity Fisher. And I am Robin O'Neill Kissel. All right. Serenity, the first, the first time I even came to know who you were was because of uh, shared friends of ours, um, the Banksons. The lovely so, Bankson. I wonder if we can start a little bit about how you became connected with them um, and sort of your a little bit of your musical history. Okay. I met the Banksons at the Cincinnati Fringe, Festi Fringe Festival in 2010. They were doing a show, I believe it was called Ain't That Great News. Mm -hmm. um, uh -huh. And I was doing a show called Sophie's Dream that Robin and I co-wrote. And um, and I went to see them perform, and I was just blown away by both of them. They are, I often tell people that they are my favorite band, and um, I have a lot of favorites. So actually, calling them that one, the, the one at the top is a big deal. Um, and I so we met and became friends, and then it really wasn't until the last year that we started doing some shows together. Um, we've had the fortune to play in Dayton and New York with and Cincinnati with them, and um, I just I love what they're doing. It's it's really unique and it's theatrical, which is similar to what I'm doing, but it's all their own, and they they bring so much love and joy to what they do, and so they they definitely influence me a lot, and they're great people and great friends. They are incredible. When yes. did uh, <laughs> when did you and Robin start writing together? What was the impetus for that? We met in a workshop, and um, in the workshop, I mentioned that um, I was feeling called to write a play about dreams. And after afterward, Robin came up to me and she said, "You know, I'm 
I'd like to somehow be a part of that. And so we met at a cafe a few days later, and she said, I, I don't really want to co-write it with you. I want to be your creativity coach, and I want to mentor you as you write this play. And I said, really? You want to do that? And you're not charging me money? And, like, I just watched her descend from this cloud from the sky. And, um, <laughs> and so for for that production, it it started off mostly as me writing, but we developed the story together. And then at some point, the play started speaking to Robin, too, and she jumped in and did a lot of the writing as well. So that was and, – and Robin – and the reason I think she was really drawn to the project is that Robin has done a lot of uh, – she's done a lot of work. She's a – what do you call it, Robin? A dream coach or – yeah, I do dream work with people. I she study does. dream work with Robert Moss and um, Serenity was like the whole package. She, I, I'm a writer. I'm a creativity coach. I love to collaborate. And she wanted to write something about dreams, which I feel like it's kind of my mission to wake people up to the power of our dreams. And so I thought what she was talking about could just be this magnificent thing. And it was better than I even could have so now for the both of you your third time at the fringe is that correct yes correct so what 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 draws you to what's exciting to you about the fringe circuit specifically the cynthia fringe okay cincinnati fringe festival is really special um because there are a lot of fringe festivals that happen around the country and the world and this one is really an artist-friendly fringe festival. A lot of the other festivals, you have to have money, you have to pay for your venue, or you have to pay for your own publicity. Um, with the fringe festival, if you're from out of town, they'll put you up in housing. They, you don't pay for your venue, um, and they publicize you and they promote you, and you and you actually have a chance to make a little bit of money off of it. And then additionally. They provide a lot of opportunities for the artists and for the audience um, and the volunteers to socialize afterward and to they have a fringe prom one of the nights and they just uh, they have workshops that are available to artists or to or to um, audience members they're just they aren't just there to make money they aren't just there to provide a great experience to the audience, which obviously you want, but they're there to provide a great experience to everyone involved, including the artists. And so it's a really neat, it's a really special Fringe Festival um, and really unique. And one of the things that I personally like about doing a Fringe Festival is that it's kind of, you have an idea and you develop it, but it's sort of like, it's like if you open up your your artist's toolbox and you have your paints and you have your crowns and you have your scissors and your glue and your and your um sparkles and construction paper and you create something out of it and there's something raw about that and I really like that that there's this element of it's not um when you're creating something for fringe it really has to be something that you can just set up in 15 minutes and tear down in 15 minutes and it so it becomes really about the Art being alive and the connection with the audience and with the people that you're creating with and it just it I don't know there's something very just fresh about it that I personally love. You mentioned uh, in 2010 you were there with uh, Sophie's Dream. 
we're going to be playing some music from Sophie's Dream. First off, we're going to be playing Fall in Love Again. Um, why don't you set up Fall in Love Again? We'll listen to it, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about Sophie's Dream a little bit before we get back into uh, oh, the Vortex. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and tell us a little bit about Fall in Love Again. and Okay. So um, Fall in Love Again was a song that I had already written um, prior to our uh, conceiving of and writing Sophie's Dream. And Sophie's Dream is a play that takes place both in and out of dreams, mostly in dreams. And the character Sophie, she falls in love with an actual dream boy, (laughs) a boy who shows up in her dreams and she gets to have... Fall in love with him in the safety of the dream world, uh, and there's a scene where she's feeling very anxious because she's realizing that she has feelings for him, and and her past relationship wasn't so good, and so this is scary for her to think that she's going to be thrown into the chaos of not knowing what can happen when you decide to open your heart, and so she's she's wanting to not open her heart, and so the dream boy who plays the piano, <laughs> comes on stage and he plays Fall in Love Again, and, um, and, and that actually brings us to their first kiss, and it's a very sweet, romantic scene. <laughs> From Sophie's Dream, this is Fall in Love Again. No apologies, make up for it, must admit, come and sit, candles lit, supper's on. I know you say that you can handle it, you handle it just fine and all, but won't you say what's going on? Breathe, softly breathe. Go back to sleep now and dream. You know that you will fall in love again, love again, violin. Stringers on will not be come again, come again. The mannequin is music making father son. Breathe softly, breathe. Go back to sleep now. Fall in love again, love again. 
again And all the stars and planets are aligned within Your tender heart will gently open, open Soft at first, then with the strength of violins Breathe, softly breathe Go to sleep now from Sophie's Dream that we're going to be listening to are also the songs that make up your EP, Rogue Strawberry. Is that correct? That is correct. And um, I'm, I'm sort of impressed at the musicians you have on this piece no and on the EP in general. Can you talk a little about who they are? Absolutely. Um, again, just like Robin came down on a cloud, I think these musicians came down on a cloud, too. Um, in particular, Michael Gilbert Ronstadt, who is a great friend and an amazing cellist. I was looking for a cellist for the album, and um, a good friend, Rob Ellig, he he said, you got to check out Michael. And so I, Michael, I found out that he was no longer living in Cincinnati. He'd been going to CCM, um, got his master's at CCM, in cello performance, and then he moved to Philadelphia. And so I contacted him, even so, because I, he was, I listened to his stuff, and he was just brilliant. Um, and I was just, you know, really nervous, like, oh, this guy is so good, he's going to, like, laugh in my face or something. And so I contacted him, and I'm, like, kind of, you know, nervously probably talking too much and trying to tell him about the project. And, and he's like, yeah, of course, I'll do it. Sure, that sounds great. And... So he came to town and um, and basically, you know, came in the studio and we said, here are the chord charts. We don't have parts written out. We'd really love to see what you can come up with. And Michael is one of those um, somewhat rare, I think they're kind of rare, um, string players that you can put a piece of classical music in front of them and they'll play it. Or you can just say, just make something up on the spot and they'll do it mm-hmm. and it's brilliant. Um and uh, and he just came up with the most amazing parts, and um, and so we were. I was really lucky, and he and he became a really great friend, and he's now officially in my band. Um, when I, you know, when I can get him in town, he or when we're out of town in the same place, so we perform as much as we can together. Um, and then I uh, let's see um, another musician who was not actually on the well, actually he sings a background part on the suite that he arranged, um, that this gentleman arranged two of the, the songs that have the, the larger string sections. And that is Nicholas Patrika, who's from the band Walk the Moon. And, um, and Nick played the dream boy in Sophie's Dream. And then, you know, about a year later went on to just his band Walk the Moon just kind of blew up and got really famous. And they've been on all the late night shows and, so that that was that was kind of neat. 
Um, we also were very fortunate to have Paul Patterson and his quartet playing on the Fall in Love Again and and Selkie Song, which are the two that we have the big string arrangements for. And Paul is, um, my dad has known Paul since Paul was a teenager, and they played in bands together. And um, and Paul's just a brilliant, brilliant violin player. And um, so we were really fortunate to have, like, the, the creme de la creme of <laughs> string players. Um, and then that brings me to my dad, um, who's the creme de la creme of guitar players, and he he played on my album as well, Bobby Fisher, um, and um, he's kind of where I I, lear- I learned everything I know from him. Um, so and, and then I should also mention uh, my producer Ed O'Donnell, who is an Emmy award award winning um, uh, produce uh, composer. He he did the music for years for the soap opera Passions and has been doing film and television work and then has just been in recent years feeling called to work with artists at, that inspire him and that he feels like he can be creative and with them. And so for whatever reason, he really liked my stuff and, and put hours upon hours, probably hundreds of hours into my, uh, into my project into Rogue Strawberry and, um, became like an uncle and a great teammate. And um, I hope I'm not leaving anyone out. <laughs> We're getting ready to play the sweet and autumn leaves back to back from Rogue Strawberry. Um, I wonder if you could set both of those up. Autumn leaves, I will point out from a personal perspective, is my favorite on the EP for sure. One of mine oh. also. I... Thank you very much. Um, so, okay, the sweet... Uh, again, both of those songs were written before Sophie's Dream, and then we put them into Sophie's Dream. Um, the two things I'll tell you about the suite. First is that I had written um, all of these little pieces that I was that just weren't full songs, and I wanted to put them into the same song. And for some reason, I just felt like, can I do that? I mean, I'm not a particularly traditional songwriter. I don't always feel the need to have like a, a conventional form, like a verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus. I do that sometimes, but um, but I thought, is this just too out there? And I'm already pretty out there, but is this just too out there? <laughs> and then I went to the Cincinnati Art Museum, and we were just uh, blessed to have the Surrealism and Beyond exhibit cut from the, I believe it was from the Art Museum in Israel, and it was on tour around the world, and for whatever reason, the only place in the United States to get to have this exhibit was the Cincinnati Art Museum. So I went to that a couple of times, and I've always loved the Surrealists, but to actually be in front of a Dolly painting or a Magritte painting was just utterly mind-blowing. And it was like, okay, well, if they can do whatever, you know, whatever they want to do, and it's pretty out there, then I can do whatever I want to do, and it let it be out there. And that's where the suite then just found this kind of dreamy logic to it. There's a, to me, there's a logic to the suite, but it does, but it's like many, it's a story, but it's like many songs in, in one. And, um, and it's also the, it's how we closed Sophie's Dream. It's the character, Sophie, finally sharing her art with the world and it takes place in a, it transitions from a dream into a, 
into a live performance, and um, and that's how the show ends. So that's Sophie's dream. Um, and did you want to hear about Autumn Leaves? So, <laughs> I was yeah, sorry, no. that's the sweet. And then Autumn Leaves. Um, that uh, came about because I I grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio, and um, when I was twenty years twenty one years old, I just felt like I needed to to just have a big change in my life and I needed to go somewhere where no one knew me and have a big adventure. So I moved to California and I did have mm-hmm. a big adventure full of all the growing pains that you expect in your early twenties to have. And, um, a lot of tough times and great times. And I moved back to Cincinnati, uh, following some of the rough times. And so autumn leaves was inspired by that feeling of coming home and it was about the tree that um, was in the front of my parents' house that when I played the piano from my living room, I'd look out and the tree was there. And I always felt this very special connection to that tree. <laughs> and that's where Autumn Leaves came from. Great. This is The Sweet, back-to-back with Autumn Leaves. When the day comes and the night's gone, I can see a face before me And when the day's gone and the night's come A million muscles rise before me A thousand apples on the ground And the lost will soon be found An ancient story, an allegory I can see this riddle in my hand An ancient story, a tale of hope and glory I concede there may be another plan I hope the riddle understands When the waves crash And the nights dash A silver moonbeam falls upon me And when the wind roars And the ink pours A breath of calm has fallen before me what was lost will soon be found in the heart of wind and sound an adventure a real jaw clencher would the maiden foil the plan a risky venture why they have to send her to console a layman on the lamb he was a wretched wicked man by ink drop out of the mold of things that came before so it unfolds ink drop by ink drop the picture's getting cold the story's getting old the words fly on the breeze drop like seeds over trees over
Under the lace of the old wooden moon Under the face that you see When you think back to June Isn't it crazy? You still know that old worn out tune It goes la da 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 dee La da 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 When the words find the sea Under the sounds of the whales on the dune Under the chalk and all the talk At the sawdust saloon Isn't it crazy? You still know that bric-a-brac tune It goes la da 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 La da 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 It goes la da 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 Everything is just as it should be Manhattan. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm a little delayed. I just saw your um, email requesting updates, but I guess I would not be a hot mess if I had responded promptly. So I do apologize. Um, I'm such a fan. We love musical theater world. Uh, You guys so long ago believed in my show and got us going, gave us our first out-of-town residency in Dayton. And we are so appreciative of it, and it's grown so much. So congratulations to Shane, Jim, David, everybody over there. Uh, And the mess is doing well. Thank you for asking. Um, We just did a retreat at the Goodspeed Opera House, um, a writing retreat. 
and we have another draft of it. And uh, we have a table reading next week, and the show is evolving. The show is getting messier and slightly cleaner. Messier in a good way, cleaner in a good way. Um, we got some new songs and some new characters, and I'm really excited for the next step. And like I said, we could not have done it without you guys. So thank you again, and uh, we will talk soon. Happy birthday. Happy anniversary. Okay, this is Kate signing out. Goodbye. Autumn leaves have almost finished falling From the tree in front of my home She and I grew up together From the time I was nine years old She watched me play piano From the window into the living room I saw her branches trembling Leaves like little wings dangling in the wind Things have changed, we're 16 years older
Robin, you had mentioned earlier about being a, I'm going to say this wrong, a creative consultant? A creativity That's coach. A creativity coach. Can you talk about what that is and and how that came into your life? I absolutely can. I am actually a Kaizen Muse creativity coach, and I became certified in that following the completion of Sophie's Dream when I worked with Serenity. And at that point, I just rose my hand out of a, a gut feeling of having just spent maybe a month in a workshop with Serenity, and something about her project spoke to me, and I brought myself on board, and together we we just fell into the creative process in a very beautiful way that was like, okay, this is what I always was supposed to do when I grow up. <laughs> <laughs> and so as we drew that to a close, my, my original college degree is actually in speech-language pathology, um, and, and I have spent some time doing kind of like life and business coaching. And I kind of brought a lot of those things together when I started working with Serenity. And I watched her blossom with creativity coaching involved asking a lot of questions, um, a lot of affirmation and encouragement, and just trusting the process and recognizing the steps that are, are a natural part of the creative process. Every artist goes through the highs and the lows and the in-betweens, but every artist pretty much feels like they're alone in every single aspect. But when you you, part of what I do is I say, no, this is normal. You're okay. Let's, I'm going to hold your hand. We're going to take the next step. And that was very much what happened with, um, with Serenity and Sophie's Dream. And it blew, it blew my mind when I saw what we were able to create together. And I was very clear that had I not played the role that I did, she's fantastically brilliant and capable. However, she's one of these artists, like all of us who are artists, who goes up and down the cycle. And unless we had joined forces and collaborated, maybe Sophie's Dream or some other play would have would have been birthed eventually. But the fact that, and that's another reason we love to work in Fringe, is because it has set deadlines. <laughs> and both Serenity and I really need those those you know official deadlines. Um, and so I was able to hold her accountable and provide the encouragement that got us through that. And then I was like, this is great. And I, this is what I want to be. And so I went and found a program in which I could be certified following that. Hmm. And, um, six months later, I was official creativity coach. And now I work with other artists, aspiring artists. I can work, I mean, in, in, in my world, everything is an art. <laughs> and everybody has gifts that are waiting to be encouraged and brought forth. So that's a little bit about what I do. Mm-hmm. You also, like you said, everything is an art. So you've worked with like business owners who want to expand their business and flourish in their business. Like you've worked with a lot of different types of people besides, you know, like writers or songwriters or musicians. I just wanted to add that because she's just yeah. Amazing. Like I said, everything is, is an art. <laughs> Well, and, and just hearing your description, I'm feeling like I need you to ride around in my car all day. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of people who feel like that. So, tell us about your latest piece that's opening tonight at the Fringe. Can you do that for us? Yeah, you want me to do that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so Vortex of the Great Unknown, I would say, is the 
most collaborative piece, uh, you know, Serenity and I being in the creative process, you know, we started off, I was holding her hand, and then eventually I started holding the pen <laughs> and some of the characters and some of the storyline. Um, this one, we started off and created every single piece of it together. And um, the it originated uh, with a vegan noodle bowl that called called Honey Teriyaki. And we were reading the label in the kitchen because it was the only vegan food I had that I could feed Serenity in my house. <laughs> and and we were t at the same time we were talking about what do we want to do for food this year? And we were very inspired by the language on the this package. And we came up one of our characters' names is Honey Teriyaki. And the package talked about the fifth taste. Um, and our whole play is set in the fifth taste or in the fifth flavor research laboratory. No, in the fifth taste. Our whole cast has been mixing these up, and now here I am, the writer, mixing them up. <laughs> <laughs> it's the fifth taste research, but they are working to perfect the fifth flavor. Um, and it all started with a noodle bowl. <laughs> and there's a lot, there's a lot more to it than that. <laughs> Anything could be inspiration, that's for sure. This is Rogue Strawberry. Here I come again, octaves at either end, a rogue strawberry in the rain. The dew is on the grass, and it has come to pass. I've grown farther from the pain. Tell you so 
She's wise and she should know To feel real joy you first must cry It'll get easier by and by The funny thing about rain The funny, funny thing about The funny thing about rain The funny, funny thing about The funny thing about rain Something in you dried up. The tears won't come though you need to well up. A glass of water's not enough. You need a torrent of rain to erupt. Soon there's bound to be a flood. So close your eyes, let the skies open up. Okay, that was Rogue Strawberry. Tell us a little bit about Rogue Strawberry. So Rogue Strawberry, um, once again, a song that I wrote before Sophie's Dream. Um, and uh, and actually, Sophie's Dream was really in a lot of ways um, like a memoir on stage of, if you can call it a memoir, of what I had experienced in the last five years. And, um, and so Rogue Strawberry... I wrote, I had moved back from California, and as I said, I'd gone through some tough things in California, um, and there was this windstorm in Cincinnati that, you know, after it was over, my family drove around, and you know, there were, you know, the big signs at the gas stations that say the prices just knocked down. I mean, it, it, every, wires everywhere. It was, it was very intense, and as the storm was... As the windstorm was happening, I was sitting at that piano looking out at that the autumn leaves tree, and the candles were lit. It was the power out. Power was out. Candles were lit, and I just started writing this song, "Rogue Strawberry," that um, that that came from that moment of realizing my heart was broken. I I, I didn't, you know, I left California, and I I was just. I felt like I just had bruises all over and, and I was, my heart was broken and I, and I was aching and in so much pain and oh my goodness, I feel like I've gone through the rain and I'm, I'm okay and I'm, I feel healed and, um, and I just think that's one of the most amazing moments and, um, when you have that realization, it's like this kind of quiet, peaceful, revelation that happened with a windstorm, you know, <laughs> swirling around me. And, and that's where Rogue Strawberry came from. And it was really, uh, when we, when we put it on the album, we had this big arrangement and it just didn't feel right. It just felt like this just needs to be me playing my piano in the rain. And so that's, and so that's what Rogue Strawberry mm-hmm. was. Awesome. Where can people pick up a copy of the EP? 
Okay, you can um, you can either you can get the EP um, at in Cincinnati at Everybody's Records or Shake It Records. I it might be for sale at Ghost Light Coffee, which is where I met you guys um, in Dayton. Right. <laughs> I can't remember if I think I don't know if copies left, but um, and you can definitely get it online. You can go onto iTunes to download it. You can go to cdbaby.com if you would like to get the hard copy. And um, and I think pretty much any City, B- City Baby distributes it to all of the online retailers. So anywhere you can download music, you can likely hear it. Spotify, all of those places. Cool. And or come to a show. <laughs> That's the best way. And Vortex of the Great Unknown. Um it's being produced at the Fringe by the Tangled Leafs Theater Collective? Yes. That's right. Okay. Um, and give us some dates and uh, where people can find tickets and that kind of thing. Robin. So the show <laughs> opens tonight, uh, May 30th at 9 p.m. Um, the remaining dates are June 1st at 6.45 p.m., June 3rd at 7 p.m., June 6th at 9 p.m. and June 8th at 3 p.m. And our production is going up in the Art Academy um, in Cincinnati um, in Over the Rhine. Um, and tickets can be purchased at cincyfringe.com. Uh, that's about all oh, I know. We should, we should also mention that... Um, we have two of our shows. We will have uh, sign language interpreters at those shows on the one on June 3rd and then the closing show on June 8th. We also have a, um, a character in our show who is interpreting the, the messages that um, flavors. We have flavors that sing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and he uh, and he's like a keyboard. If you you like press the keys, he has keys. You press his keys, and then the flavors emit sounds, and he signs what they're what they're saying, what they're singing. <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And and we'll have links in our show notes uh, at musicalworld.us of where you can get tickets and. You know, there are Facebook pages. Uh, there's a Facebook page for Tangled Leaves, another one for Vortex of the Great Unknown, and a link to Serenity's um, website, as well as Robin's uh, Laugh and Dream Creative Coaching and uh, the Creative Collective. And the yeah, thing for no more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Dave. By our friends, the No Theater Company um, in Cincinnati, and so you can also call for tickets at five one three three zero zero no. That's five one three three zero zero five six six nine. And the festival as a whole, I encourage you, listeners, to get a pass or go for a couple of days. Oh, absolutely! And of stuff because uh, the festival Definitely. seems to get better this year. Definitely. Yeah, it's an amazing awesome. experience, and and there's also I think as I said before, every night after the festival, after all of the plays close, um, they have events in the in the No Theater in their lounge area that they call the the No Underground. They have music, and they have a they have a bar, and they have um they like I said they do each night they do some some different thing, but it's it's open to all. It's for 
for the artists, it's for the audience, it's for the volunteers, it's for everyone. So it's a great time time to meet new people. Excellent. And the one thing I'm most impressed with is there is a staggering number of volunteers for the festival. Right. It's, it's mind-blowing. I couldn't believe it the first time I went. I thought, I'd love to have half of these working on a project. No I mean, kidding. And by the way, they are still looking for volunteers this year. And when you volunteer, you can go see shows for free. Right. Mm -hmm. That's great. That's true. I can send you that link as well. (laughs) Yeah, we we have to say hello to uh, Shane. Shane couldn't make it today. He's behind bar, but he definitely wanted to say hello. Uh, Hi, Shane. And he's got some big news coming forthwith as well. Uh, maybe on a future musical world, we'll let him talk about that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been great talking to you, and good luck. Break lots of legs. Oh, thank thank you, so you so much, much. Jen. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. Good luck tonight. Thank, thank you. you. Hopefully we'll get down to see it. If not... Everybody else, when you go down, stop and say hello to these ladies. They're very sweet to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> Aww, we would be happy. We'd love to meet new people. <laughs> yes, we do. All righty, guys. Have a good one. Thanks. 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 <laughs>